Welcome back to Tell Them You Mean Business. We have another great episode for you today featuring Todd Berlin from Suburban Motors Harley-Davidson. Todd will be talking about his experience working at Harley, advice for people looking to try motorcycling and Suburban's upcoming events. All this and so much more coming up on this episode of Tell Them You Mean Business. Hi, this is Jason Abraham, and I am so excited to be here today with Todd Berlin, the general manager of Suburban Motors Harley-Davidson. Todd, so good to see you. Thank you for coming. For anyone that's never been out to Suburban, and I hope that's almost nobody listening to this podcast, what a great dealership, great people, great employees. Uh, I'm so happy you're here, so thanks for coming. Good morning, good morning. It's it's early for me. I'm usually not to work till like nine. I had to get up at like six to be ready. Well, so. I've been here since six, so I've got about three hours in, and I'm ready to talk to you and hear all the good stuff you're going to share yep. with our listeners. Uh, as a rider myself and someone that's been to your dealership many, many times, just tell me how you got involved in motorcycle riding and with Suburban. Well, got involved with motorcycle riding, you know, the old fashion way i begged my dad for a mini bike um, my dad was a single parent uh, when he got 100 percent custody of me we moved out to mequon when it was farm fields and we built this quaint little four-bedroom home it was he and i and a german shepherd and i said hey, you know we got two acres i need a motorcycle and there was a farm across the way so he just said no and we always had a motorcycle in the garage my dad was a rider but you know he said that's not for me and oh i he one night brought home a benelli 65 and from there it was game on uh, and how motorcycle. old were you when you when you got your first mini bike i think i was about 10. i had a go-kart uh, he got frustrated with me riding the lawnmower around like it was a go-kart and <laughs> he finally brought the motorcycle home Awesome. And then was it a love at first ride and off you went? It was uh, a legal love at first ride because, again, he was, as a single parent, he was gone at work. Well, I would get off the bus uh, pretty much unsupervised and get the motorcycle and ride the backwoods of um, eastern Mequon area out in Ozaki County. And it was fun. And then tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to Suburban and getting involved with uh, uh, a Harley-Davidson dealership. Well, uh, I was a customer of Suburban. Uh, my dad was a customer a lot longer than me. I, I progressed up through uh, metric motorcycles, and I tell people, you know, I don't care what you're, I just ride two wheels because it's amazing. So I was Kawasaki's and Suzuki's as I grew up, and my dad always had a Harley. Eventually, I got, you know, not talked into it. Uh, they were super wildly popular in the mid-'90s, and that's when... Um, I ended up with one, and from then on, Suburban was my go-to, uh, being from out you know, in Ozaki County. And um, I'd been in the automobile business. I worked for one dealership, Uptown Lincoln Mercury, started there actually in their car wash uh, and worked my way up through there, an amazing company, amazing family that you know, really helped me along in my career uh, for somebody that, um, believe it or not, my dad wanted me to become an attorney uh, because his best friend was an attorney and I just couldn't pull the, pull the grades or the school. I wanted to be either on a motorcycle, in a race car, or at a dealership. And my dad said, you know, if you're gonna do that, then you know, 
you come to work with me, he was employed at Uptown. So I started up through there, worked my way through. Well, eventually, you know, Harley business was extremely successful and popular in the uh, late 90s and in the early 2000s, it was good. And it sort of changed and evolved. And I had the opportunity to come work at Suburban, which is in Thienesville, which is in Mequon, basically, where I had grown up and gone to school. And it was an opportunity of a lifetime to come and help run the company along with not only Wayne Haupt, who was the owner, along with his wife, Joan, but his two sons, Scott and Joe. And Wayne wanted me to run it along with his two sons because of my uh, automotive background. So that's how I ended up there. I mean, how awesome is it that you loved riding motorcycles and then you found yourself following your passion and got to join, you know, what I would consider to be just such a great organization. Yep. And I really want to offer my condolences. I know you lost Wayne recently yep. and what a great human being and visionary entrepreneur and yes. done so many great things for your business. And I just want to offer my condolences. Yep. That was Thank a you. sad day when yes. we heard that Wayne had passed. And you and I were talking for a bit before we started here today about Joan and she's now taking the reins and, and still running the business. And I find that to be just amazing that that she wants to just like keep pushing on and, and keep doing that. And I think that's that's so great. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, one of the things we pride ourselves on is it's family business. And it isn't just the uh, the helps. That's Wayne and Joan and their, their children. There's, you know, Joe and Sandy and Mary and Nancy and, uh, you know, Scott, unfortunately, he passed away from complications with diabetes about three years ago. But it wasn't just them. Uh, Wayne always looked at it as, you know, the employees were family, too. And he truly... You know, he just didn't talk. He, he walked the walk with that. And, you know, he took really good care of all of us. And he set us up. You know, he he had been sick. Uh, you know, he had diabetes, too. And he, you know, was as he was slowing down, he was opening more and more up to me, you know, how he wanted his business ran when he was gone. And, you know, I, I truly respect him for that. And, you know, it's myself and his son, Joe, who are handling the day-to-day -day along with uh, – you know, our office staff and some amazing managers who have been there 30 to 40 years who are helping me run the company. Sure, I'm the general manager, but I can't do it without them. And Wayne kind of set the company up so that, you know, we're set up to survive and to to thrive still. I yeah. mean, we're, we're very diversified also. You know, I, I give I have the luxury of giving a lot of speeches and talking to groups and people that want to be lawyers. And, and one thing I always say is similar to what you just said is, I'm just one of 180 or 200 employees here. and There's not much one person can do. You need that army of great people and, and you need to, from the top, let people know, especially your employees, you know, how great they are and how appreciative you are because they're the ones that talk to the customers, the clients and do all that hard work. And without them, we wouldn't be able to do it. And I, I give you guys a lot of credit too because you're really the last family-owned Harley-Davidson dealership around here. I'm a Harley rider and, you know, I've serviced my bike yep. by you. You've sold bikes for me. And and uh, as we've talked about, most of these dealerships are run by or owned by investors and big mm -hmm. groups. And you're the last of the family-owned dealerships, which which is amazing. So let's talk a little bit about Harley riding and yep. what do you ride? And tell us about how many miles you, you get to ride now as you're a busy man running the dealership. But tell us a little bit about that. You know, uh, unfortunately, I don't get to ride as much as I would like to. Uh, I'm a six-day-a-week guy at the shop in the office. So... Um, when it's a gorgeous Saturday and I'm there, you know, doing my thing, uh, our customers are out riding and I'm not. And so that leaves me one day to pretty much handle all the other stuff. So I don't get to ride as much as I do. I still do ride. I'm a road glide guy. I like a road glide. 
Um, again, coming from mini bikes and working my way all the way up, uh, I've pretty much owned them all. Uh, own a older Springer right now that sits in the garage. I kind of got that for my son to ride, who's 23 now, but he's more into the car stuff. Even though he has a license and he works part time for me, he's his passion is in four wheels and not on two wheels yet. And I, I get it. I was like that too. But you know, he gets to ride a little bit, so I have the Springer. But you know, I like to ride a Road Glide. You know, one of the benefits of being the general manager, I can pretty much ride whatever bike I want. So I've ridden them all, uh, CVOs and you know, new bikes, pre-owned bikes. For me, I still get more excited over like a low mileage pre-owned bike. So I'll throw a dealer plate on that and I'll bring that home and my wife and I'll take a, you know, a ride on a Sunday. But again, it's not nearly as much as I'd like to, but you know, my, my life has changed a little bit as I got children too. And um, you know, my, my big riding partner was my dad who, you know, he rode till he was 88. Uh, he passed away a few years back. So um, without him, you know, uh, a little bit of the fun is gone. But, um, you know, he was 93 and a half. It was, he was tired. Um, yeah, but he rode until life. he was 88. So, you know, I get a few thousand miles a year and yet. Okay. Let's talk about, you know, people coming to Suburban and wanting to buy a bike. And I know... When I've looked to buy certain things now, the craziest of times with COVID and the like, it's hard to get certain things. Is, is that the case with Harleys as well, that um, it, it's difficult to get new bikes and there's more pre-owned bikes available? Just tell me and our listeners just about the marketplace right now for customers sure. coming to Suburban to buy a Harley. Well, the whole, you know, we group ourselves in what we call the power sports industry, uh, motorcycle sales, RVs, boats, uh, snowmobiles, that's power sport industry. With COVID, believe it or not, the power sport industry has exploded as far as in a good way. Um, you know, people, they need to find something to do other than sit in the house with a mask on. Um, so our business was good before, but it got really interesting after the fact because uh, last year's numbers were phenomenal so what that does is it you know the demand goes up um, inventories dry up so dealers then look to make more money on their unit that they have rather than maybe what they did a couple years before they were they would discount well one thing that we don't do is we don't charge over list price that was never our thing Wayne would not allow it we don't have additional fees incurred on your buyer's contract except tax title license so market went up um i was able to you know buy off people selling bikes off the street is something i'd rather do than buy bikes at auction because if motorcycles are at auction they're there for a reason um, either a they're not selling or there could be issues so we myself and my sales manager we pride ourselves on you know scouring uh, marketplace and cycle trader and trying to buy bikes that we think we can turn for a little bit of profit we don't need to make a lot we we prefer to do it in volume so the market is absolutely crazy inventory levels are mine are half of what they usually are but i usually have a lot of motorcycles i'll go it would be no no issue for me to have three to 350 used motorcycles always in stock wow that's a lot um, but now I'm down to, let's say, 150. You Which know? Is, still sounds like a lot. So what advice would you have for a potential customer that wants to come to Suburban? Let's say they don't own a bike, they haven't, but they want to. In this current market, like, how do you talk to someone that says, hey, I'm interested now, I want to buy myself my first Harley? Walk, walk me sure. through that. Well, 
let's all just, you know, I'll take it right back to the beginning. You know, my, my salespeople, my sales staff, they ride motorcycles. I don't have anyone on my sales staff who doesn't ride a motorcycle and has ridden it a fairly long time. I have got, you know, Steve Anderson, who uh, he's six, 7,000 miles a year guy. He's done what's called the Iron Butt, 1,000 miles in 24 hours. This guy is a rider. I've got uh, Richard Barons, who uh, seasoned rider, been riding his whole life. Uh, Brian Bernard, who rides, he was just at Tomahawk, uh, my sales manager. All my people actually really ride and own motorcycles. So with that comes a knowledge and an experience uh, that they can pass on to a new rider. What we don't want to do with a new rider is we get a lot of new riders that are coming in going, I'm riding with a friend of mine. He's got a street glide. I want a street glide. Well, have you ever ridden a bike? Well, no, I haven't. Well, a street glide is a six, 700 pound beast, full blown bagger Harley. You know, we don't, some dealers will just sell you what you want. That's not what we do. We, we want to get you on the right bike because the thing with motorcycles is there is no second chance. You go down, it is going to hurt. Um, it's not, you bump a curb in a car, yeah, you're gonna scuff the tire. You do it on a motorcycle, someone's getting hurt. So you want the customer to be comfortable. So we'll start out with, we'll recommend what we think they should have. It may be a Sportster, which is a great bike to start on. Right. What we say is, dip your toe into the Harley lifestyle, the Harley waters. If you love it, you can always bring that bike back and I can move you up as you become more comfortable with your riding. You know, for uh, somebody like me who grew up on dirt bikes and, and you get a feel for motorcycles, but somebody that's never ridden a motorcycle to come and ride a 700-pound street bike out on the road with not knowing uh, what can happen, we don't push that. So we try to bring it in. Uh, unseasoned rider, we're going to start with a little smaller bike, easier to maintain. It has nothing to do with gender or anything like that. It's just we feel that's the way to do it, but if the customer is insisting, I want that full-blown bagger, we are going to highly recommend a Riders Academy course, uh, something we do. Pretty much all the dealers in town do it. Right. I recommend it for for anybody. You know, My son I, and kids, both my kids had to do it. My wife did it. Um, just to, to see, and they don't even ride, but you know, too many people take these motorcycles without any training, and then they go out. And, and that, for me, the best part of my job is when you see these new customers, whether it's a seasoned rider, new customer, take delivery of that motorcycle. They're happy. There's family there. There's pictures being taken. The worst part is, and my office faces uh, Highway 57 is when, and I've seen my share of flatbed trucks come with a crash motorcycle on Yeah, it's it. terrible. It's the worst. I've done the riders course multiple times yep. highly recommend it yes. i don't care how seasoned you are you can always learn something at the courses i like it i mean no one want you don't want anyone to leave your dealership in a bike that's too big they go get gas after they rode it for the first time and dump their bike in the gas station i mean that would be a nightmare yeah. obviously with newer riders with people without experience when they come to suburban is is there a place where you have some sort of a course or an ability to let them mm -hmm. test drive you know these motorcycles to try to, f to figure it out or how, how we, do you handle we do, that? You know, it's a really, it's a tough thing when a customer without a license comes in and we see that a lot without a motorcycle endorsement. Right. Legally, I can't let them go on the road and I don't, I, you know, but I do have a very large parking lot. But again, my salespeople are really trained riders. Um, they're great judges on ability and we don't want anyone to get hurt. No. Um, 
someone tells us they've been riding dirt bike and you know we're gonna let them you know go in the back but we're gonna we're gonna all be out there to make sure because the last thing we want is somebody getting hurt you know we we sell more than enough motorcycles new and pre-owned we don't need to get one more if it's gonna you know somebody's not quite ready right the majority of people that do come out by us though they're pretty capable pretty ready and you know we're running like i said our course our riders academies course running every weekend um and it's something that we highly recommend how many people do you think are coming in in this time in this COVID time that are newer riders versus versus the senior or the more seasoned rider who just wants to upgrade get a new bike get the new features or, or do things like that well, it's it's definitely in the last two years the percentage went from let's say 20 percent of the people hitting the door to now it's 40. I our mean, newer riders yeah this yeah. whole uh, power sport industry i mean you know boats are sold out rvs are sold out motorcycles you know everything i just read a uh, industry uh, insider trade magazine yesterday and the cover is inventory levels are brutally low um because of you know this this covid and um you know i, I can't lie i hope it business stays the way it's sure doing. it's really good but you know it's you know people are getting back to you know get off your cell phones get out on a motorcycle go do something you yeah. know just do something uh stimulating get away from the tv you know that's the way we look at it whether it's a boat motorcycle just something else you know go uh, get out of the house go right. do it you know yeah interesting now as i said and it i've been to your dealership many times yep. it's awesome you have that huge sales floor with all this merchandise tell us some of the most popular things you're selling and and tell us just about how the merchandising is going well you know obviously uh you know dealerships our dealership is set up for each department to complement each other we can't run without the other so if we start with the initial bike sale, our most popular bikes are the big stuff. We sell, you know, limiteds, street glides, road glides, road kings. These are all big twin, big motorcycles. We do sell sportsters and we sell soft tails. So we'll start it up there, you know, parts wise, you know, that parts department's right there by the show floor. Um, trends today, uh, different tires, different wheels, big tires on the front end. It used to be a skinny tire. Now it's a fatter tire. I've got all of my uh, parts guys are able to put that, that piece of the puzzle together, stretch bags, not stretch bags. You know, something now that's creeping into trends is um, uh, baggers that are performance baggers, meaning not the stretch bags, bags that are sitting up taller so that you can corner. Uh, there's even a thing called a bagger racing league that we're involved in with our racing program um, they're actually taking a full-blown road glide bagger or a street glide and they they race them against on road course it's pretty unique that's trending in custom bikes are big audio sound um, so the hard parts I call that well then you go into the soft goods uh, clothing you know clothing is always whether you ride or not uh, it's a unique brand it's a lifestyle you know yeah we're in Ozaki County, Thienesville, Mequon area, but we're Milwaukee. We consider ourselves Milwaukee. You know, Harley, that's a big company in our town. So if you're sporting a Harley logo and you don't even ride a bike, I think it's great. So we're selling, you know, a lot of clothing, luggage. Uh, you know, then we've got our service department. You know, we can't run without our service department. Um, so we are able to not only sell a great product, but hey, if it does need work, if it does need, you know, some repair and maintenance, 
I've got a service department that handles it. And we're all coming out of the same building. We're just one uh, big wheel that has all these different entities and they all complement each other. Can't do one without the other. Is it just as hard to get the upgrades for the bikes and the and the clothing as it is to get the bikes or is that part of your uh, business easier to keep stock than it is the motorcycles? That is, you know, again, oh man, it's uh, that wheel of, uh, we used to pride ourselves on having more parts in our inventory than Harley. Wayne uh, always told us, you know, don't ever be afraid to spend the money on the inventory. I need the inventory to run the business. I've set you guys up to be able to do this. So we always had a huge cachet of parts, motorcycles, but now with just the whole uh, industry with back orders and, you know, we're struggling with some back orders and fills on, you know, tires, you know, uh, there's like possibly a rubber shortage coming. I don't know. Well, it affects us. And, you know, if I would have, let's say, you know, $300,000 tied up in tires. You know, this year I have 100000 tied up in tires. And not because you don't want to spend the money, you just can't get the I, tires. I can't get them. I, and, you know, yeah. and, you know the, the worst thing for a customer is they buy a brand new bike and they want a set of 12-inch over bars and they're back ordered for four months. Well, yeah. you know, then they leave us and they go shop it around. And, you know, our thing is we don't want anyone to leave us, but we understand if we can't get the part shop it around but believe us believe me when i say this as a dealer i have more warehouses than any other dealer and i try to fill them with parts and sure. motorcycles and clothing it's just harder i used to buy semi loads of clothing this year i can buy a couple pallets so it's it's changed you know it's a weird time isn't it with this really stuff? a really weird crazy time. well i know how proud i am to be a sponsor of suburban and you and and as I've said over and over and over, your staff is so good and, and we just really enjoy the relationship we have with you and, and I'm grateful for that. And tell us, how was the hometown rally you had? You know, the hometown rally for us, um, you know, everything with these rallies is weather dependent. You know, when we plan these rallies out, and we've been planning this for over a year, you know, you pick that date on the calendar and you just pray that you get perfect weather. Well, guess what? If you don't get perfect weather, your numbers will show it because, you know, motorcycles, they don't have windshield wipers, unfortunately, and heaters. So, And I'll tell you personally, I hate <laughs> riding in the rain. I have friends that don't care. Right. I hate it. I'm with you 100%. I'll go 170 miles an hour in a race car, but on rain, I'm white-knuckled. I don't like it. So, So, yeah, back to the Milwaukee Rally. The Milwaukee Rally, well, it's a hometown rally now. It used to be the Milwaukee Rally, something that, um, you know, us as a company, Scott, uh, helped who's Wayne's son he started this Milwaukee rally back with a couple of the old original dealers so we could capture some of the popularity and the good times that we were having back in the day when the Harley would have their five-year anniversary well we put this together it was a great thing well you know interest sort of waned on that and uh, Harley became involved and flipped the name to the hometown rally but Harley is now putting, you know, some really substantial marketing dollars into it. And we were going to do it last year when COVID came along and I had a really watered down rally just because I wanted to be safe. So this year was our first year with Harley's backing and blessing. And, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, wanted to see what we would have. So I had, you know, some bands and some and some food and some specials on clothing and a lot of motorcycles to sell. And you know, it was pretty good for us for the first year. I'm more excited now for, you know, next year. It's, you know, our first year working with Harley on it. Harley's 100% committed 
to making this with I guess they would call it tier one rally, which they consider Sturgis a tier one and Daytona a tier one. So if Harley can you know help us with this and bring this rally to more of a prominent rally, it would be amazing for the city, not just you know us as a dealer, but as the city as a whole, as we look for you know all of the the dollars we can grab at the end of summer. So it was a good rally for us. You know, could it have been better? It definitely could have been better. It's for me as the general manager, I look at it as you know, if you play a sport, and I was never an athlete, I was horrible at sports, but I could ride motorcycles and go-karts and race car stuff. But if I look at it like a sport, you know, if you have a game, the second game, you'll be better. I mean, we were good at Milwaukee Rally. Uh, as the hometown rally now is a little bit different, especially with Harley's involvement. You know, I've already, I had a meeting, I had a follow-up meeting with my staff. You know, we were already gonna make some changes for next year. And we'll be better. I mean, it was a good rally. And, you know, when you get people that are spending, you know, their disposable income on Labor Day weekend to come hang out in your city, you know, we try to treat them as best as we can. Because by the end of summer, you've already run through Sturgis, which if you go to Sturgis for 10 days, that's a huge amount of money. Yeah. But then to be able to come to our town, it was it was great. You know, I think for next year, we're going to do even bigger and better. I've gone to Sturgis. I've ridden there a couple of times, had a great time. But I'll tell you, a lifelong Milwaukee resident, the now what's called the hometown rally, it's amazing to have the rally in your own backyard. And, yes. And to see all the Harleys come here to Milwaukee and have a great time. And we were obviously out at Suburban, and you treat the, the riders and the customers and the people coming in from out of town amazingly. And it, it's a great event. So I... I Totally get it. It's weird and everything we're doing now with COVID, getting back to it and trying to figure it all out. But you guys did a great job. We really enjoyed ourselves there. Are there any other events you have coming up here uh, to, at the tail end of the riding season? Yeah, we've, you know, Suburban with Wayne, uh, his thing was always he liked to have a little bit of a party. So um, I've got a Black Friday sale coming up, which is in November, which then will transition us into our Saturday sales, which all the old timers and longtime customers know what those used to be like, where you get, you know, a thousand or two thousand people in our building, and Wayne would give away, actually give away money. Um, and I would look at him and go, Is that possibly my bonus that you're giving away? And he would laugh and he'd, he'd give away a couple thousand dollars on a Saturday. Well, last year with COVID, we didn't do it. You can't pack that many people in a building. Well, yeah. you know, this year I'm going to you know, dip my toe back into that water a little bit, but safely, I'm going to have a lot of activities outside, but, you know, we're going to have our Saturday events in December. And when we do that, we have, I pretty much empty the showroom. I put my bikes in our other building and it's all clothing, merchandise, parts at really amazing prices. And we then do some giveaways and some raffles. And I have like a little after party off, off site for our customers. Um, well, that's great. Well, Todd, I just want to say again, thank you so much for yeah. coming. I enjoy working with you, but I really enjoy calling you my friend. And yep. you've done so many great things for us and your customers and your staff is great. So I encourage everyone to go out to Suburban, get to know the dealership, the people there. They're wonderful and keep up the great work. And again, our condolences on the loss of Wayne. It really is a, a yep. truly a big loss. And, mm -hmm. he, and he was a great human being. He was a great guy, an amazing person. Uh, definitely treated me like 
like another son and uh, they continue to do so and I really appreciate it and you know no I really appreciate all you guys do for us everything and um, definitely glad to be aligned with you awesome thank you thanks thank you for turning into this episode of Hupy and Abraham's tell them you mean business for more information about the topics covered in this podcast visit hupy.com or email info at hupy.com and remember, if you're injured in an accident, call Hupy and Abraham at 800-800-5678 to tell them you mean business.